come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett's, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett. In this week's episode, we will be having a discussion about God and politics. Why should I care as a teen, according to God's word? Christian politics. Yeah, that's right. Come on, come on, come on. As you can probably get from the title of this week's lesson, we're going to tackle a subject that people typically like to say we should separate church and state. And uh, we're going to take a stab at talking about God and politics this week. So let's get right into it. Let's talk about the world and the biblical meaning of election and authority. An election, the action of electing or the fact of being elected authority, a person who has or represents authority or person in leadership, a person in power. The biblical definition can be seen in Romans 13, 1 and 2. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist has been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will be judged on themselves. Here's what God is trying to tell us in this scripture about authority. We are to respect through obedience, those who have authority over us. Basically, those who have rule over us. It could be a supervisor, it could be a teacher, it could be a parent, uh, a loved one, a sibling at times. I know what you're thinking, so don't think it, okay? You're thinking, why would God come up with something like that? I believe God knew that a moment in time would come where people, young and old, would be faced with someone that they don't truly or didn't care for or would want to listen to. But don't make a mistake. God has made it very clear in order to keep peace in your life, we are to obey and listen to those that have authority that doesn't cause us to compromise your walk with God or belief in Christ. So basically, God wants you to listen to, to be subject to those who have authority over you, as long as it doesn't change your thought or the way you live your life out as a Christian. These authority figures could be teachers, neighbors, police officers, your supervisors, just to name a few. But next to most important is your parents, because God is number one, and he will always be that in your life. So we should be subject to our parents. We should obey and respect them because God has put them in authority over you. 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 2 says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people, not some, but all. Ask God to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who have authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. So I want you to think about that for a second. Basically what God is saying, I want you to pray for those people that are over you that may not be in the right mind or may not really deserve that position. But nonetheless, they are an authority over you, whether it's your teachers, whomever it may be that you may feel that you may be smarter than. Pray for those people who make bad decisions because they are in authority, whether you like it or not. The only way we can change things, and like he said, to live in peace is to pray for those people. So let's think about this. Daniel was thrown in the lion's den. Why was Daniel thrown in the lion's den? The king at that time made a decree or a law that no one could pray except for him for 30 days, and anyone caught doing it would be thrown into the lion's den. 
Daniel, despite this law or decree, decided to do what was best for God. It was the thing that people needed at the time. He prayed for the king despite the king's decision. So all I'm asking you to do is to pray for our leaders so that we can continue to pursue God. So basically, God placed you where you are, whether it's the school you're at, the neighborhood you're living, or the activities you are a part of, for the good of the people around you. A city or nation should be a better place because of the Christians who live there or who are there. When this happens, it gives God glory. So pray for the government and for the leaders. Through you and your prayer, God can change the world. Don't go nowhere. We're going to take a quick break from God and politics. We'll be right back. We are back live in PNT Podcast Studio talking about God and politics. Let's get back into it. Christian politics in action. We can find this in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 10. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to conform your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. This is good politics. This is the politics we as Christians, young and old, should rejoice in. Yes, the day we give our lives to Christ is an election day in its own right. We are electing God through Christ to be the head of our lives, to be President Jesus, to be the true leader of our lives that we've never had. We are replacing Satan with God by voting 100% to elect and live for God. By adding these things to your life as a Christian, you demonstrate the full power of God in your life. It's an outward showing of your true political affiliation with God and His Son, Jesus Christ. These traits let a dying world see and know that you are pro-Christ. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were listening and you quoted 2 Peter 1.10, which reads, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. The group wanted to know in the scripture, what does these things mean? So we deboned Peter's fish. That was a good one, wasn't it? Considering Peter was a fisherman. <laughs> Loved it. We went back to verses 5 through 7 and looked at those things that we needed to do so that we would not stumble. Verse 5 reads, we must add to our faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. Virtue means goodness and knowledge means familiar with facts, truth. So when we add these things, we are saying that our faith is good and we are familiar with and know the truth, God's truth. Verse 6 reads, add to our knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness. Self-control means willpower, perseverance means persistence, and godliness means holiness. So when we add these things, we are saying that we must have the willpower to be persistent in our holiness, meaning our Christian walk. Verse 7 reads, add to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love. Kindness means compassion. And as we all know, love means profound, passionate affection. So when we add these things, we are saying that we must have compassion and affection towards our fellow brothers and sisters, 
Christians or not. Now, these verses five through seven is a small part of the framework on how we should be living, how our faith is activated and how we will make our calling and election our vote to be a Christian firm. And by doing these things, we will not stumble. Well, heads were nodding, so then I knew they had a better understanding on how they were going to elect, vote for God, and live a pleasing and acceptable life. However, I did reiterate that we all have fallen short of the glory of God, and if they stumble, get back up, dust themselves off, and try again. In summary, Christian politics. When you become a Christian, it's drawing a line in the sand about your life. By choosing to live your life as a Christian, you are voting in the single biggest political election of your life. You are electing to follow the laws and commandments of the person you trust most with your life, and that's God through Jesus Christ. You are declaring your allegiance to a heavenly being that loves you more than you can ever love yourself. God is the only one capable of providing for all the needs in your life. Always remember, God is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, because you have or will be making your calling and election sure through Jesus Christ. You will be living out the first of the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not have any other gods before me. There is no better place to start other than right there, the first of the Ten Commandments. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-production editing techniques since used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian Education Ministry in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Well, Real Talk, what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.